Welcome to Red Maryland Radio, the Red Maryland Network's flagship show. Here are your hosts, Brian Griffiths and Greg Klein. And we are live. Why, why do a Another mic check if you're going to yell right as a microphone when we start? Of Red Maryland Radio here on the Red Maryland Network, coming to you from the Jim Plunkett Studio in the heart of the downtown Severna Park District on the bucolic western shore of Maryland, yes. the home of the first place Baltimore Ravens, generally in the vicinity of the shores of the semi-historic Magnathie River, you right. are listening to Maryland's leading talk show, leading show of any sort of politics, news, and comment, Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am your host, Brian Griffiths, with me in studio, Greg Klein. Good to be here. Special Wednesday edition of the show right. this week, and it's, the, it's our favorite show of the year, okay? Because later on today... We will it's unveil, a fun show. It's going to be a fun show. We will unveil the nominees for the 2019 Red Maryland Awards. Your nominees. I'd hasten Your to point out. Your nominees for the Red Maryland Awards. And That's right. we are excited to provide those to you along with the results of the November Red Maryland yes. poll. We've got a bunch of other stuff to cover. We'll talk about the convention. We'll talk about Catherine Pugh. We'll talk about... Uh, Something happened with the former We'll talk mayor? about CD7. We'll talk about Kumar Barve. All of that tonight... We're going to try to keep it high, tight, and out of sight for you here on Red Maryland Radio. I do want to remind right. you to please buy your tickets for the Red Maryland Leadership Conference. We've had yes. tickets moving the last couple of weeks. It's getting to be that time. You're not going to want to get shut out. Saturday, January yeah. the 11th, the Doubletree in Annapolis. Tickets on sale, redmarylandconference.com. We've yes. got almost two dozen speakers coming to this year's conference, and you're going to want to listen to all of them. It's a fantastic presentation. Plenty of tickets still available, but we're we're moving them now. We had a special offer over the weekend for those of you who took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Good on you. Uh, still plenty of tickets available, but we're it's starting to pick up. It's this time last year is when they really Crunch started time. to move out. So um, you've waited. You said, "Well, I'm not going to buy that far out." Well, now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stop procrastinating. Get it. The the. The agenda that we're putting together is fantastic. We've confirmed a lot of fantastic speakers. Um, we have one congressman. Correct. Two cabinet secretaries. Correct. Three delegates. Four state senators. I don't you – know, what else do you – I mean, think about And that. we've got incredibly dynamic speakers uh, talking about winning elections, talking about the most important issues of the day. Yeah. It's a jam-packed Life session. issues. Life, Gun guns, women in politics, um, yeah. you know, and and we'll have special speakers talking about Kerwin, talking about transportation policy. All the ex, you're going to want to, you're not going to want, don't you dare miss it. RedMarylandConference.com. Thank you for your support. Yes, thank you. And of course, Patreon.com slash RedMaryland. Become a patron. You get exclusive yes. content. Um, like last week's show, uh, Patreon exclusive about the history of Red Maryland That's and right. the Red Maryland Leadership Conference. Another new one next week. So uh, yeah, I don't. Even, which one are we doing next week? I don't remember. I don't know either. It'll be a surprise. There you go. go and you'll find out first if you become a patron at patreon.com slash Red Maryland. All right, let's get through a couple of things here. First and foremost, let's recap the uh, the the rest of Friday night at the yes. Red Maryland um, <laughs> Red Maryland Convention. No. no, the the Maryland Republican Party, Party convention. Right we there. did a special Red Maryland podcast, about two hours long, covered it soup to nuts. If you if you missed it, go check it out. RedMaryland.com. 
you can listen to that. Had tons of great, great interviews. Uh, it was a great night, and uh, you'll enjoy that podcast thoroughly. But there was some follow-up it after It really was the, the never-ending show, by the way, because every time we tried to end it, we got a new guest. Even when I was trying to end it, we got a new guest. That's usually what happens at those shows. Well, was it by the end? And, and, and really, it, I know two hours is a long podcast. Uh, we lived it. Uh, but it's actually pretty entertaining throughout. Yes, and is. at the end, it wasn't so much that we had guests as much as people walked it up an open and started, mic night. Yeah, and started talking to us. Some of them turned out to be kind of interesting. So <laughs> certainly gave you a flavor for what was going on if you it weren't did. there. Now, but there's some follow-up. So let's couple, follow up. A couple of follow-up first. Um, <laughs> so I, I went to the reception afterwards. Right. This is before the hospitality suite to her open. And I actually got to meet one of our fans. We can't see air quotes if you're not watching on Facebook. That's right. Um, <laughs> and it was one of the haters from last week's chat room. Okay. Who actually, apparently, from what I understand, Greg, came to this convention specifically to confront me. Wow, cool. Wow. Um, Thanks for coming out. Yeah, and he uh, he provided me with all sorts of questions about why I blocked him, and he actually had screen caps of when sure. I blocked him and how I called him this and that and the other thing because that's not creepy at all. And I um, want to come prepare. Was he one of these griper, guy, griper guys that, that are out there? He definitely talks. Is Michelle Mankin? Michelle Malkin. Malkin. To say. Um, he definitely talked yeah. a lot using a lot of the white supremacist language that is out and about these days. Well, I, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's. Are you doing the K pop thing that you're doing about jitting things up, or is this. K pop? Yeah, what do you call it? Kayfabe. Kayfabe. Oh, no, that's No, I mean, it was couched in much of this language that Michelle Malkin and... This alt-right language. Yeah. Let's say that. Alt-right, sure. Let's go okay. with that. Because there is white supremacist language. Let's be clear when we see that, 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 that that's right. what's being said. Anyway, this right. alt-right language, it's not really part of our appropriate political discourse, in my opinion. Okay. And Well, no, no. So, okay. So what... I said in my opinion. So what... Do you want to give any detail? I mean, that's... No, it's like he asked me about this thing. And of course, I'm like, I have no idea about this context of this screen cap from four months ago. So, no, I'm not going to really engage you okay. on it. Right. I was polite with him. You know, I said, we'll agree okay. to disagree. Didn't understand what that meant, which was kind of weird. But... Um, well, thanks for coming out. Obviously, it's like, somebody you know, so you know, it's interested like, in what we're doing. Cheers. Clinked beers. And I right. went about my uh, Okay. Went about All my right. business. When do we get to the part where you give me money? Well, the, it did turn out that... Jerry DeWolf's resolution did pass. So yes. this I'll do it into the mic. It's right. one American dollar. I promised Greg, gentleman's bet last week, that I would give him one American dollar if the resolution passed. And there you go. It's the easiest dollar ever made. Is it? Yeah, because that was what you were just being silly. I thought that was one of your K-pop things that you're just spouting off trying to be provocative. K-pop. I love it. I'm just not even going to correct you. It's funny. Um, no, it was like I, I really did think at the time that it was going to be You did not. You did not. Be thing. real. Be I am real. Being real. You were just playing it up. I am being Come real. On. But uh, we did have a great conversation with yes. Jerry DeWolf on Friday night um, about that. So you should go back and, and check that out. Now, one thing we did talk about on Friday night's show, Greg, was the pro-life resolution. Um, yeah. And how I was really pretty much ready to bust heads about that. You were getting pretty excited about And that. as it turns out, it never came to a vote, and that was because of 
process problems and how there was issues with how the resolution was was introduced. Right. Um, and and look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I am a very staunch believer in what I believe, but I am also a very staunch believer in process. So it is what it is. You know, move on to the next. You can't really you can't really raise too much hell about something not passing if it was not done in a proper format. So okay. be that right. as it may. The hospitality suites, you know what, Greg? You, the hospitality suites are becoming... You hung around for this. I did not this I hung around until like 11 o'clock, yeah. The hospitality suites are becoming deader each year, and I don't think that's anybody's fault. I think that's just a different vibe, a different culture okay. in the party than, say, nine or ten years ago when... You know, when Don Murphy, remember, had the Renegade Suite, and it was right. pretty much hop until 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. And it's just a different vibe now. Okay. And well, I went I think, to one of the suites, and there were four people in there. Okay. Like well, I, I, I don't think this this particular and, – and, and it's the timing and the cycle. We've been through the cycle a number of times. You know, this is kind of the off year in the cycle. I'll tell you, there were two people, though, who were rock Next stars. Next year, it'll be pick up a little bit more, and then a couple years later, it'll be that much more. So. There were two people who were rock stars at the convention, though, who had like all people following them all night. Okay. Which is the lieutenant governor. Lieutenant, who we saw. Right. We're not, we didn't, he walked by. We weren't able to get him on the air, but he definitely was was working the And, uh, and newfound Bowie City Councilwoman, Roxy, uh, and, and Deb Mondu. I can't say it. I, I, I'm surprised yeah. you even tried when it yeah. was clear you had no shot. Yeah, no, I saw her addressing... <laughs> As well, that and, was pretty much my dating life for a while. So, um, okay, tried when you have no shot. No, I, no, yeah. I, no, I got you. I let it. Self-deprecating come. humor, folks. It's uh, it's the well. If you're going to be deprecating, be self-deprecating. That's what I always say. Um, she presented. I mean, and this is one of the success stories coming off of uh, you know municipal she elections. Was a freaking rock star, and right? people should be excited yeah. about that. So that and, was and she's the kind of example that people should be holding up. These are the kinds of things we can do when we work together. So if you put effort good into for it, her. folks. Good things might happen. Good for her. But yeah, definitely go back and listen to Friday Night Show. We talked to so many people. We talked we extensively with Kerwin. Talked to several congressional candidates and their uh, and some of their representatives as well. We did. Um, just a great show. It was a good show. All, good show. Those shows are always fun. So it was fun to, to do that. We'll look forward to doing the one in May, which will be held, um, I believe I was told it's going to be held at the um, Maryland Live Hotel, right. which is going to be fun. And that'll be a convention that's going to have the National Committee Man race, National Committee Woman race. It's going to have convention delegates, uh, which is always exciting because there are people there are people who just love to go to the convention. It's true. They don't that's care true. about Trump. They don't care who the nominee is. They just want to go to the convention and hang out, which, right. God love them. Somebody's got to go. So, Somebody's um, got to go. <laughs> but you're paying out of pocket for this stuff. I no, Maryland we, always gets a crappy like hotel draw. You're on a bus for like 45 minutes. We, we talked about yeah. this before, and we'll talk about it again, too. So, so, yeah, so that'll make it a little more interesting. And always the, the, you know, the insider elections make it interesting. Let's move on because we've got some other things. Yeah, let's talk, talk about, about other Republican stuff, the 7th Congressional District. Let's talk about that 7th Congressional District. And so the, uh, it, the filing deadline has closed. 32 total candidates. 32 for the special election. For this race. And for the special election. Be special clear. election, yes. Right. And uh, we'll quickly go through all the Republican candidates, some of which we have talked to before. Right. Um, Christopher Anderson, he was a guest on last week's uh, – on the show, the convention show. He stopped right. by and talked right. to us. James Arnold, who randomly filed yesterday. Um, Ray Bly, Greg. Yes, we've, we've discussed Mr. Bly. But... Um, yeah, you can go back and read some of his stuff. Um, Don't bother. Brian Bra- – uh, 
you interviewed him, so and that's that's on that's in the archives somewhere. It's 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 in the archives. Yeah, Brian Brown, another random right. person who filed yesterday. Uh, Reba Hawkins. We talked to Doctor. Um, what was the gentleman's name? Doctor Short. Doctor Short. That's Doctor right. Short, who was an interesting character to talk to. He's represented the. Yeah. Uh, Fun the, guess. The Hawkins yeah. campaign. We, Absolutely. Uh, Kim Klasik, of course. And we right. talked to Eugene Craig, who I don't know if he's officially with the Klasik campaign. Well, we talked about that campaign. Or not. But we I, we didn't see Kim her. there. I don't know if she was at the convention. She was there, I think. Okay. Um, Liz Matori, of course, we've talked to before. Right. And uh, William Newton. Bill Newton, sure. Apparently, is, those two, by the way, Newton and, and Matori, apparently, are, are sniping at each other on Smart. On Facebook. Smart. Um smart that's what people pay attention to you know and i and i know that some of them were griping about the fact that you know the media is talking about candidates who at that point weren't filed i think this was before ms clasic got mm-hmm. involved but you know ms clasic has what a hundred thousand followers Something on twitter like and has some national media profile i mean you're running for congress you want people to know your name number one that's job number one so you know long windy comments on some facebook yeah. s- small facebook group of people who already know who you are because you've yeah, run five times it's a bill probably isn't going to help a whole lot and you can grouse about how unfair things are or you can go out and actually try to win uh, it was something about something about who the real republican is but i hasten to point out litzmatory's actually won a republican primary um just gonna throw that out there i think they should I, look if they want to snipe at each other they can but the fact is, there aren't enough people. I'm sure we'll hear this in the comments when we get to the poll results. Yeah. There aren't enough people in the 7th District who know your name for you to be sniping at some other Republican. It's this goes not. back to the conversation it's we just had. just being silly. We had this on the show Friday night about yeah. tell us how you're going to win. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, that probably is going to become, we're going to do, there will be candidates. I'd say the same thing to Liz. I mean, tell us how yeah. you're going to win. There will be a candidate survey coming out very shortly for yeah. these candidates, okay, in the 7th District. And one of the questions on there is going to be, how are you going to win? Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep moving. So let's keep moving. Go, let's, go, go, let's talk quickly about some of the other candidates in who are running on the Democratic side. It just came completely. Un- Look, realistically, there are only a few ca- serious candidates in this race. OK, it's Jill right. Carter, Maya Rocky Moore Cummings and Quasium Fume. Those are the three. Right. There's no disrespect to Talmadge Branch. You can disrespect and, um, Terry Hill and some of these other folks who are, are running, this yeah. is a three-person race, okay? I think That's so. it. I think so. And it'll be interesting because, you know, Cummings is trying to win despite not really having a lot of a connection to the district. Quasium Fume is trying to win based on name identification and people hoping that, you know, he hoping people remember who he was That's from back I'd in the day. what I'd want to run on if I was running. That'd be the best thing to have. And... Jill Carter is trying to run as the Baltimore candidate, which is where most of the voters are. It's a fascinating She's an established dynamic. state senator yeah. from that area, sure. And and their uh, Senator Washington, I think, got in as well. Did no, he? she is running for mayor. She, oh, she's running for mayor. She I'm is sorry. running she for jumped mayor. Into the mayor's race, another competitive. Right, race. another competitive for, race. For, for, Still, the only elected official ever to accuse me of racist on of being a racist on live radio. Nice. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the first time I met her at a wedding back in two thousand eight? Uh, I don't know that we have time for that story. Not a pleasant put, person. Anyway, but it's a nice transition to talk about the mayor's race. Yes, because we have a, a a sitting mayor who took over for the uh, previous mayor, Catherine um, Catherine Pugh. He's not shooting anybody. He he's not committing the murders. Yeah, so that's one suspect you can take off the. 
<laughs> Reminds me of that last season of The Wire, and he's like, McNulty, at least tell me you're not killing the people. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was indicted today. No, hold on. That, Catherine Pugh, yes. Catherine Pugh was indicted today uh, by the federal authorities. A devastating as the feds tend to do. Did you read the indictments? I didn't read all of it, but You're the I, lawyer I, here, I read so enough, you. and I've read enough of those things. It's it's bad. It, this is, and by the way, it doesn't begin or end with her. It never does. Um, and man, there are a lot of people who, and I, and I know Baltimore Brew was reporting some of this stuff. There are a lot of people who enabled this bad behavior. They had to. And they're all either going to be Rolling over, some of them I imagine are, um, or they are going to be future targets potentially of this investigation. Obviously, the scalp that the the feds are looking for is the former mayor, and they're going to get her. By the way, I oh mean, yeah, she may go to trial, but she's looking at serious jail time. Um, and her I golden would, years will be spent there. She's already sixty seven. I would expect to see her. Well, but we talked about this at the time, and when this started to explode. Mm-hmm. This woman buys a house with no bank account. Where is all this money coming from? Uh, people, I mean, people know they're getting shaken down to buy these books. People know this is going on. The folks on the... My on, favorite part of that indictment, by the way, is how she sold the same books twice. That was my favorite part. <laughs> tax evasion. Yeah, that's, that's run of the mill. Everybody tax evades, and that's usually, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, that's usually how they get people a lot of the time is on the tax evasion charge. That's how they got Capone. That is how they got Al Capone. That's true. There's there's an old saying mm-hmm. uh, that that pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And, you know, you can steal a little bit and get away with it. But when you just try to steal everything, um, then that's how you get caught. So um, yeah. that, let that be a lesson to you. But uh, it, it's... It's endemic of a culture of corruption. I know that's kind of cliche, but it's true. There's no, it's a culture cliche of corruption because it's what happens I mean, in in Baltimore, and it didn't end when she got arrested uh, or when she got charged. To, uh, she got indicted when she resigned. When she, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, it won't end with her going to jail, and it'll be interesting to see how far it goes. We'll see. Yeah, and and it, and it should be a huge anybody who has anything to do with her mm-hmm. and that administration, including the sitting, uh, the sitting mayor, the um, Jack Young, yeah. Jack Young, who kept on some of her staff who were explicitly named in this indictment as well. Um, you know, they should all that should be clean house, but we'll probably end up with more of the same because that's how Baltimore politics. Well, works. I don't know. Maybe the problem I mean, you've got Brandon Scott running for mayor. Which is just you know, so you've got somebody who came up also in. I was going to say who, who's outside of it that has any serious chance of getting elected. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's like it's so. it, it, it's almost like being a po- elected politician in Baltimore should be disqualify you from being allowed to run for mayor at least at this juncture in time. I, if you had discerning discerning voters who were upset with the corruption that we're seeing, that would be the case, but. Is that the case? I guess we'll see. Well, Sheila Dixon is talking about getting in the race still. Sure, so why not? I mean, hell, you? by comparison, she was a <laughs> <She's> piker. <laughs> that is uh, that is very true. So let's one more thing we want to talk about. Yeah, about Democrats. Yeah, before we go to break, Brian had a great piece. I'm going to let you. him run with it about Kumar Barve's insane plan. 
that he announced, I guess, he's, he, he is the new chairman of the Environmental Committee now. Yes. Um, as horrifying as that, that is, he's come out with a new plan uh, that Brian's written about. A lot of people have picked up on it, and Brian, take it away. Yeah, so and this actually was first reported by Aaron Cox uh, in a tweet yesterday. There's actually been very little actual written reporting about it. And um, so Barve is drafting legislation that would close the six remaining coal-fired uh, power plants left in the state of Maryland, two right. of which, by the way, um, are here in in Pasadena, my lovely hometown, um, the Brandon Shores plant and the uh, I can't remember the other name, but they're both kind of right there up towards the industrial part of, uh, you know, of, of Pasadena, Anne Arundel County. They have Baltimore zip codes. So that's neither here nor there. And it's tied into this Sierra Club poll, which says that 70 percent of residents support closing the coal-fired power plants. Now, if you ask any jabroni off the street, hey, should we fire, you know, close the coal-fired power plants? Yes, of course they're going to say yes. Because, look, we are not naive. I am not naive. Coal-fired power plants are not the cleanest thing in the world. Right. Okay? And, and we don't, I mean, Sierra Club is commissioning a poll. They're kind of, it, they're kind of looking for an answer. If you say, if you don't tell people, hey, and this is what Brian's going to get to in his piece, Here's what the consequences are for doing that. Um, you know, if you said, hey, if we had free, clean, green energy as opposed to coal plants, wouldn't you be in favor of that? Well, sure. I mean, they'd get 100 well, percent. Right? Wouldn't be. But but and, and so the poll question doesn't really ask the, the true cost benefit analysis that would be involved in actually doing something like this. So, of course, you're going to get I'm, I'm surprised they got 30 percent against it, to be perfectly honest. It's right. probably 30 percent of people who are just skeptical of the question to begin with. <laughs> Frankly, this poll um, question, quite frankly, is, is kind of like the contextual questions we've we've seen people ask about right. Kerwin, but probably and spending on education and stuff like that. But probably worse, almost certainly worse. Yeah, because the, people at least have a have an idea to be in their objective. head right. about what this means. Right. So I took a look at the numbers. Okay, so Maryland has quite a few power plants. Okay, six of which are coal fired. Right. We have natural gas plants. We've got one nuclear plant. We've got. Um, some oil-fired plants. We've got the two hydro plants. Uh, we have some, a waste-to-energy plant. Um, we've got the uh, a wind plant, okay? So... Okay. If you look at the generating power... I like how you get the, caught up reading your own story. <laughs> the total, you know, generating power of these power plants in Maryland is 15,418 megawatts, okay? The coal fire generation is 6,530 megawatts, Right. okay? That is a not insignificant amount. Well, you have the percentage. Just give the percentage. It's 42% of our, gener- of our electricity generation in the state of Maryland. Forty-two percent. Right. So, so if you immediately took off those places, you would you would instantly get rid of forty-two percent of the electrical uh, generation in the state of Maryland. Yes, which kind of that probably means would have a con- that would probably have some sort of consequence. It means blackouts. Yeah, there's no question in my mind. If you start taking off that much of our power generation offline, you are going to look like California. Well, and, and I look, think we're Kumar Barve hasn't 
thought about this, or if he has thought about this, he doesn't care about it. And look, I get it. He's the chairman of the Environmental Committee. You have this entire Young Turks new leadership in the Senate now with Bill Ferguson putting his people in there and you know changing the culture and taking this radically leftward turn toward progressive politics. Right. But it's very clear that immediate you know the immediate shutdown of these coal-fired power plants is going to wreck the state. It's going to wreck the economy. It's going to put a lot of people out of work and it's going to mean that Maryland cannot keep up with its electrical demand. And guess what? All these solar farms and wind power that they're talking about ain't going to cut it. The one operating wind power project that we have in Maryland, the Criterion plant, which is out in western Maryland, you drive out on 68, you see all those um, those windmills out there. That's only generating 70 megawatts of power. That is not anywhere close to 6,530 megawatts of power. It is a minuscule. So all this talk, generation they're talking about off Ocean City, all these solar farms, all this other fakakta nonsense cannot replace what Kumar Barve wants to take offline. Now, if they want to build another nuclear reactor somewhere, now at least that's something. But even the nuclear uh, reactors down at Calvert Cliffs is, are only putting out, and there's two of them down there, are only putting out 1,700 or so megawatts. So that's still... A very small percentage of what Kumar Barve wants you, to take you could, the, the point is um, that Brian makes in the piece very clearly, and if you look at the data that he's included in here, it's a very useful chart. If you took these offline right away, which is what he wants to do, mm-hmm. there's no way to replace this. Um, and you're, you're, you're knocking out 40% of the electricity generation in the state. Right. And the, question, the obvious question that ought to be asked that was never asked by Aaron Cox that isn't being asked by anybody other than us at this point is, how in the hell are you going to do that? Yeah. Okay. Even if you assume that um, this is a this is a worthwhile uh, goal, um, you, and you can debate what actual benefit it would have for improving the environment, but that's an enormous cost. Yeah. Especially in the term that he's talking about. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you mitigate that? What's your plan to replace it? And those questions should be obvious. It's like saying, you know, it's like saying we're going to pass a law to reduce. Uh, traffic by saying only people with you know last names through A through C can drive the first three days of the week. Don't give these people the you know people the I idea. mean what are what are they supposed to do <laughs> get around you know it's it's it's, um, it's absurd pretty ill considered and a pretty crazy plan and yet you've got the chairman of the environmental committee um, pushing this yeah and you know like Brian says not a lot of reporting about this other than a tweet from Aaron Cox and certainly not a lot of serious questioning about how this is going to happen so anyway why don't we take a break when we come back it'll be what you're waiting for the red maryland poll results and the nominees for the 2019 red maryland awards don't you dare miss it stick with us you are listening to red maryland radio on the red maryland network did you know red maryland was on patreon by supporting red maryland on patreon not only do you support red maryland's efforts to grow the conservative movement here in maryland But you're going to get access to premium content, meet and greets, cool bumper stickers, and more. To support Red Maryland Patreon, go to patreon.com slash redmaryland. Even $1 a month will help us grow the conservative movement in our state. And every dollar goes back into growing Red Maryland. That's patreon.com 
slash Red Maryland. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Red Maryland. And thank you for your support. Hey, are you having trouble finding suitable care for an aging parent or loved one? Does your family member have long-term care insurance but needs help maximizing the benefits? Bunny's Home Care takes a holistic approach to match your loved one with a caring, compassionate, and responsible caregiver who will help improve their overall health and well-being. From the moment you contact Bunny's Home Care and speak with Bunny, you'll feel how personal and important your loved one's care is to her and her staff. Not only does each caregiver go through a rigorous background track and training process, a registered nurse will meet with each client and creates a customized care plan based on their specific personality and needs. And caregivers can help with things such as bathing, walking, dressing, uh, toileting, companionship, medication management, transportation, shopping, and much more. Bunny's Home Care accepts private pay and all long-term care insurance plans and will work directly with your long-term care insurance provider to help ease the burden. Hey, give them a call today, 443-842-6700, or go to their website and read all the five-star reviews at www.bunnyshomecare.com. Bunny's Home Care is a licensed, bonded, and insured home care agency in the state of Maryland. You are invited to the 2020 Red Maryland Leadership Conference, which comes at you on Saturday, January the 11th, 2020, from the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis. Join us as we hear guest speakers, including Commerce Secretary Kelly Schultz, Delegate Kathy Shalega, Doug Mayer from the 2018 Hogan for Governor campaign, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers from WBAL Radio, Maria Sophia, the chair of the Maryland Young Republicans, Ian Patrick Hines, Rory McShane, and a host of other fantastic speakers. This conference will help prepare the groundwork for your next election success and the success of conservatism across the state. Tickets are on sale now. The conference sold out in 2019, so you are not going to want to miss out on buying your tickets today. Go to RedMarylandConference.com to learn how to buy your ticket, your sponsorship, or your vendor table. That's RedMarylandConference.com. Go buy your tickets today for the 2020 Red Maryland Leadership Conference. We are back. Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. Only the best, Greg, in grading bumper music. There's a little warrant. Yes. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow night at the Warren concert at National Harbor. I will be there. I will not be there. Have some cherry pie for me. I'm sure they will play. I've seen Warren a few times, and they are fantastic live, and I'm okay. sure they'll be, they're still on their um, Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking Rich Dirty 30 tour, so this will be a lot of fun. Okay. I don't know what any of that means, but... That was have, their debut album, which is 30 years old this year. Okay, there you go. You know, it's not 30 years old, Greg, but what's fresh off the press, the results of the Red Maryland November poll, as well as the nominees for the Red Maryland Awards for 2019. Let's start with the poll results. 357 of you participated. Thank you. Every county represented. Every a county. significant increase. See, I knew they had the internet out there in all them counties. <laughs> Significant increase in participation this month, and we thank you for that. Yes, we do. Thank you very 48 much. 48 Central Committee members participated. That's a, that's p- a pretty big chunk. That's a significant amount of the Central yeah. Committee. Yeah. That's about 20%. That's a pretty so, big, it's pretty big group. Yeah. And we even had 
a more reasonable bell curve when it comes to it's a good distribution yeah, yeah comes to participants Solidly, you know, 35 to 44 year olds were the biggest participants, Greg. Yeah. The fat part of that curve is 35 to 64. So, yeah. Advertisers Advertisers. like Bunny's Home Care. Right. Definitely. So if the Republican primary for president were held today, for whom would you vote, Greg? (laughs) Um, I I don't even know all these. I I mean, I I participated in the poll. Did I participate in the poll? I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you that Donald Trump got 80.9% of the vote. Uh, Mark Sanford, before he dropped out, before got 5.4%. Right. Bill Weld got 3.7%. Right. Rocky De La Fuente. Who the heck is Rocky De La Fuente? He is a perennial candidate for office. Okay. He makes some of the people who run for office every year here in Maryland look like amateurs. Yeah. This guy ran for the U.S. Senate like eight times last year in like a bunch of different states. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. He also ran for president as a Democrat and as a the nominee of the American Delta Party in 2016. And now he's running as a Republican. Right, but he got 0.6% of the vote, which is more than Joe Walsh got, who got nothing. Uh, and I don't know, still 9.4% of the vote. That number is down, by the way, for the president from since last month. Yeah, 809 seems kind of low. Yeah, absolutely. He was at 82 last month, so yeah. take that for what it's worth. All right, now, uh, who do you see as if the 2022 Republican primary for governor were held today for whom? Would you vote? And Robin Ficker wins again. 23.8%. Oh, wow. Look at this vote. guy. Well, he can organize turnout for our poll. He can. Let's see if he, if he can translate that. Boyd Rutherford. Wow. Uh, Lieutenant okay. Governor at 21%. Okay. Michael Steele. This is a shocker to me. 9.2%. Interesting. Uh, this yeah. is not scientific. No, of course not. Andy Harris at 6.2%. Kelly Schultz at 56 Kathy Shalega 34 uh, Barry Glassman, 2.5, right. and then some scattering from there. I don't know, got 15.7% of the vote, but Warren Miller got 1.1% as write-ins. Okay, all right. Um, and these then are, these three are... votes for Steve Shue. All right. Uh, two votes for Brian Murphy. Right. Uh, one vote for Brian Simonair, ah, introduced another stupid dog bill. Um, Cal Ripken got right. one write-in vote. Right. Matthew Kalizak got one write-in vote. I don't know who that is. Kevin Leary got one write-in vote. Okay. Kim Klasik got a write-in vote. All right. Chris Chafee got a write-in vote. Tiffany Robinson got a write-in vote. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, who participated. Other answers we got. Someone who supports President Trump. None of the above, in all caps letters. Who who may or may not be president, then. We'll see. Right. None of the above, in all caps letters, even though this space was reserved for, um, you know. You could write someone in. Don't say none of the above. Write in a name. Larry Hogan, who is not eligible yeah, to serve see, a third term yeah, as governor. See, that's, I, yeah. And one of three on this list, Harris, Rutherford, or Steele, all mentioned have great integrity. Okay. All right. So then we asked if the Republican primary for mayor were held today of Baltimore. For whom Republican would you vote? primary for mayor of Baltimore. Who would you vote for? And Shannon Wright got 30.8% of the vote. Okay. Catalina Bird, 3.9%. William Hurd, 1.4%. David Anthony Wiggins, 0.8%. I don't know at 63%. Okay. So that's very good. If the Republican primary for Cecil County Executive were held today, Greg, for Trying whom to would get a you vote? Uh, Danielle Hornberger, 13.2%. Ewing McDowell, 7.0%. The incumbent, Alan McCarthy, 3.9%. Right. I don't know. 75.9%. Well, a lot of people aren't from Cecil, and they don't know who they would vote for. That's interesting. If the Republican primary for Congress in the 1st District were held today, for whom would you vote? This is Andy Harris's district. And he got 52.7% of the vote. Jorge Delgado 
right. uh, got 7.3% of the vote, and I Don't Know checked in at 40.1% okay. of the vote. Uh, if the Republican primary for Congress in the second district, second district now, were held is... today, for whom would you vote? Who would you vote for? Johnny Ray Salling, 32.2%, state senator. We talked to Senator Salling on Friday night. And we Check also talked to Genevieve Morris, 6.4%. We did. Also true. Uh, both impressive candidates. Yeah, they really were. So Go listen to that podcast. Yeah. Um, Tim Faisenbaker, 4.5% of the vote. And Carl McGee, 1.4% of the vote. I don't know. Can't drive 55, but it got 55.5%. Uh-huh. Wordplay. Delightful. In the, third, in the third district, for whom would you vote? Charles right. Anthony, 19% of the vote. He was uh-huh. there on Friday night. Tried to get him on the podcast. He forgot to come over. Okay. Um, well, he's busy. I'm sure he was. Rob Safeearth got 7% of the vote. Not I don't know. Well, 73.9% of the vote. In the fourth district. This is where we live. George McDermott got 10.1% of the vote. Really? Really? Eric Loeb, 9.2% of the vote. I don't know, 80.7% of the vote. Let's do better. Let's do better. In the 5th District, Lee Havis got 22.1% of the vote. Lee Lee has reached out to us. We'll have him on. We're going to start recording the uh, um, election focus focus after the new year because people are wanting to do it closer uh, to the April primary. We have some special election candidates that have a primary in February, so... After the new year, and Lee is definitely one of those guys who's in the queue to be interviewed. Uh, Brian Duval Cabero got 6.4% of the vote, and I don't know checked in at 71.4% of the All vote. All right. Over in the 6th District. Yes. Delegate Neil Parrott, who formerly. Big announcement today. Yeah. He hasn't technically announced yet. Technically, his announcement tour is tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. But he has a special announcement about the 6th District. He did officially fi- file. In five different places tomorrow, which is what yeah. we call the business of Q. But yes, he did officially file today. Well, that's the clue, right? Yeah. He did officially 26.3% file. 26.3% of the vote. Spoiler, he's running. Kevin Caldwell, 13.4% of the vote. And right. uh, got a chance to talk to him briefly on, uh, on and, Friday and, night. And I let's take a chance because we're, we're having some fun here. Uh, obviously, Delegate uh, Parrott is somebody we're big fans of. Uh, and we interviewed him when he announced last year his exploratory group. Um, yeah, I mean, he's officially fine. I know I, I love reading the announcement that he has. Where I'm going to announce my plans for going forward. Well, we all know what they, I mean. I, this kind of kabuki theater, I always think is kind of silly, but I guess it's what you got to do. And the guy's running a professional campaign. So he wants to hit all around the district, take advantage of the media uh, that you get when you when you announce and, and timed it to th- this point in time. And, and you know. Wish him well. Yeah. I don't know, by the way, got 60.2% of the vote. Right. Now, in the 7th District. Exciting. This for is whom would about. you vote? Kim Clasick. So, and, and specifically, we asked the special Republican primary. Yes. Right. Kim Clasick got 24.4%. Right. Uh, Liz Matori, 15.7%. Uh, Reba Hawkins, 7.6%. William Newton, 6.4%. Christopher Anderson, 2%. Zero percent, no votes for Ray Bly, which I think he's restores Greg's um, faith in humanity. I it does, and thank you, and and I thank you. I don't know. Gets forty four percent. Okay. All right. Now, let's set it up. Let's I set mean, it up. Okay. Like we, we, we've given welcome sufficient time. to the seventh annual Red Maryland Award nominees, yeah. which again is our favorite show of the year because we get to. Uh, so, Brian will go through the categories in a second. Yes. And just to give you some background, we started this seven years ago. Our our purpose in having these awards was to recognize 
excellence within the uh, conservative movement. Yes. But we don't believe in just in just celebrating excellence. That's most of what you're going to hear. That's most of what this is. We also want to punish ignorance. So yes. we celebrate many people, groups in various levels that are helping our cause move forward. And we're going to mention some folks who really aren't helping at all. A um, couple caveats here, of course. One. This nomination list yes. was not put together by Brian and Greg. We, I, did, I didn't even nominate anybody. Greg is looking at this for the first time. I, I did not participate okay. in the poll. I did not nominate. I did that intentionally because we have, we have votes in who wins the award, right. but the nominees come from you. Right. Um, as Greg mentioned, the award nominate, the winners will be decided um, partially by Red Maryland editors and, and writers, but also a large chunk of that will be the uh, reader vote, which will yes. happen in the December poll. And we always denominate who won the reader vote. So if it doesn't, yes. if it's different from what the editors say or the combination is, we note that. Right. Um, Usually not, though. Sometimes. And it's interesting when it is. So the December poll will happen. It'll be a pretty short poll just based on how things, timing of everything in December. Right. And we will announce the finalists on Friday, December 13th. We're we're doing the show on Friday that week, Friday, December 13th. We will announce the winners in our year-end wrap-up show, which will be uh, Thursday, December 19th. Okay. Correct. Um, And now... Without any further ado. You want to go through the categories? Yeah, yeah. The categories are conservative of the year. Right. This is the big overall conservative of the year. Right. Uh, Organization of the year. Recognizing our organizations. Legislator of the year. So this is a Maryland legislator. We're talking about somebody from the General Assembly. Real struggle for some people. This is a real key point. Um, County or local elected official of the year. County or municipal. So these are local level. Not somebody from... The General Assembly. Right. See what I did there? That's important. Campaign of the year? A little tougher in a year where you don't have a lot of elections, but that's always an important aspect of it. Um, and then finally, least valuable conservative. As I was, my, I would refer you back to right. my previous comments. So allow me, Greg, if you will. I will, I will I allow. I will read the list. Please. And then I will read the disqualified people. Okay. And Oh, by the way, that's a good point. Red Maryland personnel, we're, none of us are eligible. Correct. Okay. For any of the awards. For any award. That's correct. Okay. We make that caveat. Right. So I will I tell you what, I will read the list. All right. And I will get let you do some analysis on the fly. How's that? Th- that's fine. Now, Brian, here are the nominees. We're like it's like the Emmys or the whatever they do. Here are the nominees for Red Maryland 2019 Maryland Conservative of the Year. Alexander Bush. Amy Leahy. Andy Harris. Some of my comments will only be for the video. Barry Siliberti. Barry Glassman. You you have the you can speak. Bella Hambrick. Okay. Bob Cassily. Right. Boyd Rutherford. Brandon Cooper. Okay. Brian Chisholm. Good guy. Talked to him on Friday. Chris Chafee. Okay. Christopher Anderson. All right. Corinne Frank. Our state party executive director. David Smith. Diana Waterman. All right. Dirk Hare. Our state party chair. Ed Riley. My state senator. Ed Norris. Interesting. Evan Young. Okay. Fiona Moody. Haven Shoemaker. Of McRib fame. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Hua uh, Eva Guo. Okay. James C. Braswell III. James C. Braswell IV. 
is it I, dad and actual and like Braswell, you know. Oh, his dad is the third. Braswell's the fourth. Oh, okay. Which when I'm me well, referring to which, Braswell, one of those two I'll vote is for. very confusing. Um, <laughs> James Reader, right? J.B. Jennings, Senator Jennings, Jeff yeah. Gaylor, right? Jessica Hare, County Councilwoman, Jim Shallon, member, Joey Lynn Huff, okay. Johnny Mounts, delegate. Johnny Ray Salling, Senator. Justin Reedy, Senator. Kathy Shalega, delegate. Kelly Schultz, Secretary. Cab, uh, Kevin Leary. Right. Kim Klasick. Larry Hogan. He's the governor. Liz Matori. Maria Sophia. YR Chair. Mark, Marie Fisher. Mark Fisher. Right. Mary Beth Carosa. Senator. Mike Huff. Senator. Mike Lewis. Neil Parrott. Delegate. Talked about him. Nick Kipke. Our minority leader in the House. Nicole Ambrose. Our national committee woman. Pat McDonough. Patrick O'Keefe, Sam Ledoux, uh-huh. Shannon Wright, right. Steve Shue, okay. Susan Krebs, Delegate. Tim Faisenbaker, Tori Snow, All right. Warren Miller, Delegate. William Newton, right. and Euripsy Morgan. Now, the uh, before we get started, ineligible you nominees. You can't hear me rolling my eyes. You can only see that on the video. Joe Bartenfelder, he's a Democrat. Ah. Cal Ripken. Why is Cal Ripken ineligible? he is not actually a registered voter, so I have no idea what his oh, okay. story is. IDK, me, and Unk. Okay. These Whatever are, the hell that's I not that helpful. Means. That's not helpful. Why would you do that? Greg, your analysis. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of people on that list who are very, I mean, the winner is on that list, and there are a lot of good names on that list. Some of them I'm a little surprised by. Um, a lot of members of the General Assembly, which should make the legislator of the year kind of an interesting race, too. Um, a lot of folks running for office on there. So good list. This is a good list. I think I think you've corralled all the I can't think of a of a name that deserves serious consideration that's not on this list. So. Um, so good job to the folks who uh, nominated people. A couple of stats. Uh, you want to hear some stats? I would love to hear some 25 statistics. 25 first-time nominees this year. 25 first-time nominees. Um, of the, you know, some go- of them I don't like so much. Some of them I think belong on a different list. But Plenty of time. Always the case. On Governor Hogan, of course, is the has won this award four years in a row. Yes. He, he is, again, nominated. He's the only person to ever be nominated for this award in all seven years. Okay. Really? That's interesting. Over the course of seven years... Um, only two people have ever won. We've this only winner. had two yeah. different winners. Governor Hogan won four in a row. Dan Bongino won the first two. And Dan is not eligible. Correct. Um, and this, I think, is the first year he has not been nominated since he moved to Florida. Well, I think people understood the eligibility rules. That's what I want to believe. Um, just some other stats. There are three people who have been nominated six times. And, of course, that's the record for most times nominated without winning. Okay. Which is uh, Diana Waterman, Mike Huff, and Nicolee Ambrose. Interesting. Um, and I'm sorry, Mike, Diana Waterman, Mike Cuff, and Andy Harris. Excuse me. Nicolee Ambrose is the record for most times nominated without being a finalist. I see. Okay. So, and that was five times. So now. Fascinating. These are fascinating bits of trivia about our award nominees. Now, let us move to the organization of the year. Right. So, right? so what we're trying to do with this award 
Do you want me to read these, by the way? Is that the idea? I or? can read them. And okay, you no. can give so the analysis. idea, so the idea here is that we're looking at our organizations, not just individuals, but organizations do a lot of work, a lot of our auxiliary groups, and this covers the whole umbrella, not just official central committees, but clubs and and Campaigns other things and other organizations, other Packs. things. So. Red, the nominees for Red Maryland 2019 Maryland Conservative Organization of the Year are Anne Arundel Republican Central Committee, Anne Arundel Young Republicans, Anti-Bike Alliance of Washington. Oh, <laughs> somebody's getting my vote. <laughs> Baltimore County Campaign for Liberty. All right. Baltimore Brian. County Republicans. Bowie Citizens for Accountable Government. Carroll County Republican Central Committee. Change Annapolis. Change Maryland, District 32 Republican Club, Frederick Douglass Foundation, Help Save Maryland, Maryland Federation of Republican Women, Maryland House Republican Caucus, Maryland Public Policy Institute, strong, strong entry there, Maryland Republican Party, Maryland Republican Women Leaders, Maryland Right to Life, Maryland State Rifle and Pistol Association, Maryland Taxpayers Association, Maryland Young Republicans, Montgomery County Republican Club, Montgomery County Republican Party, hmm. North County Republican Club, okay. Republican Alliance of Harford County. I like things with alliance. Republican Club of Frederick County, Republican Women of Baltimore County, Saverna Park Republican Women, South Carroll Republican Club, and Towson College Republicans. All right. Good, we had good quite a few ineligible nominees, Greg. Okay. We had Baltimore <laughs> City, whatever the hell that means. The Geo- entire city of Baltimore is not eligible for Republic for a conservative organization of the year. GOP AAA. I don't know what that is. I don't know. That's not me answering Greg's question. No. That was a nominee. Okay. JB's Drive-In Podcast. Not eligible. Jimmy Braswell and his Gang of Fools. More eligible than the drive-in podcast, but also not eligible. Kim Klasik. Right. It's not an organization. It's a, a person, yes. It's not an organization. Mike Miller. Okay. Which, there's a couple different reasons there. The Montgomery County Board of Elections. Why is that? I mean, I don't see why they, I don't see how they could win, but why is that not eligible? How, how is a ostensibly nonpartisan Board of Elections a conservative organization? N.A. Right. Not known. Right. Red Maryland. Right, we're not eligible, obviously. Red Maryland Radio. Again, we're not eligible. Thank Shannon Wright. I got to read this one loudly. There are no conservatives in Republican organizations in MD, only rhinos. Okay, I look, there are a lot of organizations there. I bet the folks in Help Save Maryland uh, have, you know, conservatives in it and the um, the pistol group. And, and uh, there, are, there are conservatives in those organizations, sir or ma'am. Yeah. You know. oh, and also, there isn't one. Greg, your thoughts on the list? Uh, strong contenders on that list. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some other groups that would probably be worthy of consideration. Uh, but the, you, again, you got the winner on this list, and there's some. This is going to be a tough decision for people to vote on. A lot of great groups are advancing our cause throughout the state. Ninety-two uh, organizations in the history of the awards have been nominated. Okay, um, and two of them, Change Maryland and the Maryland Federation of Republican Women, have right. been nominated all seven years. Makes sense. Change Maryland has three wins under their belt, whereas the Federation of Republican Women have never been a finalist. So there's which well, is that's kind of a, a weird, um, a weird dichotomy there. Um, Change Maryland, by the way, was 
slash the Hogan campaign was last year's winner, and they're a three-time winner of that award. Now, moving on to the conservative legislator of the year. So again, the idea is this is someone who is in the General Assembly. This is the General Assembly. So when we say Your universe to nominate is limited here. Right. So county council, that'll be in the next category. Okay. Congress, not part of this category. We're talking about Maryland legislator of the year. So your nominees for Red Maryland's 2019 Maryland conservative legislator of the year are Addie Eckert, Andrew Serafini, Bob Cassily, Brian Chisholm, Ed Riley. Haven Shoemaker, Jack Bailey, J.B. Jennings, Jesse Pippi, Joe Boatler, Johnny Mounts, Johnny Ray Salling, Justin Reedy, who is our uh, defending champion, two-time winner, Kathy Shalega, Lauren Arakan, Mark Fisher, Mary Beth Carroza, Mike Huff, himself a three-time winner, Neil Parrott, Nick Kipke, Nino Mangione, Robin Grammer, Sid Saab, Steve Arentz, Steve Hershey, Susan Krebs, and Warren Miller. Ineligible nominees are... First off, I, by, that's, a, that's a great list, and if you were a Republican said <laughs> nominated, you're probably not feeling real great right now, because pretty much all of them were. Simon here. Um, ineligible nominees include Andy Harris. We mentioned that before bernie sanders (laughs) doug peters of course a democratic state senator right idk kim clasic yeah she's not a legislator michael Steele, not a legislator and a none what's the point of writing none seriously what's the point of nominating none shannon wright sharon cohen i don't even know who that is and there isn't one What's the point of writing that? Why even why even participate in the poll? I'm Greg. I'm if you with, don't think anybody should win, why even participate in the poll? I'm with you, man. What is wrong with people? There are three people, three legislators, by the way, who have been nominated uh, in every year: um, two-time winner Justin Reedy, three-time winner Mike Huff, and right. J.B. Jennings, who is also a frequent finalist but has not won the award. Good. That's going to be tough for people to choose from. That's a good list there. Now we have. Now I mentioned. So let's we we talked about on the state level. We've talked about overall. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about because we like to talk about local uh, politics, the county, the municipal level. So here we have the nominees for Red Maryland 2019 Maryland Conservative County or Municipal Official. Key keywords there. Count okay. County or Municipal Official. That all works together. Not the county. We're not we're not nominating counties. <laughs> we're nominating county Hold officials or municipal officials. County or municipal officials. officials. Keyword there is official of the year. The nominees the are nominees are Amanda Fiedler, Barry Glassman, who is the um, county executive, the winner of last year's award. Okay, Chuck Jenkins, sheriff, David Marks, Baltimore Jackie county. Gregory, Jake Shade, James Riley, Jeff Gaylor, sheriff. Jessica Hare. Anne Arundel County Council. Jim Fredericks. Sheriff. Mir Boda. Nathan Volke. Anne Arundel County. Patrick McGrady. Mayor of Aberdeen, recently reelected mayor of Aberdeen. Paul Edwards. Phil Dacey. Frederick County. Richard Weaver. 
Roxy and Debamadu. The aforementioned that you did it that time. Look at you. Steve Weems and Wade Koch. There you go. Very good. A bunch of ineligible nominees. Those are some good names on that list. Ineligible nominees. Calvert. Yeah. Yeah. We're not nominating counties. Elizabeth Warren. What? Frederick (laughs) County. Harford. Howard. I don't know. IDK. Right. Kim Klasik. Really? I mean, come on. Larry Hogan. Right. Not a not a Mike Estev, who is still a Bowie City Councilman, but now a registered Democrat. Okay. All right. Okay. N A. None. Someone not from MoCo. Okay. Again, that's not really helpful, but Steve Shu. Okay. And there isn't one. Greg, because your thoughts. Steve, Steve isn't currently a county or municipal official. Correct. Your thoughts. I don't know how you can write county or municipal official. And come up with Larry Hogan? And come up. No, I don't know how you can write that in a way that people don't think you're nominating a county. No, I don't know, man. I, I, we're Without using putting the, a caveat in we're there? We're using the language correctly. Yeah, people judge you. We could say county official or municipal official, but that's awkward and unnecessary. It's Okay. All right. So we we try we try. Any but, any thoughts about the actual nominees? A uh, lot of good nominees on there. Probably some other folks who deserve some consideration, but definitely some good names who deserve to win that award on that list. No person, by the way, has been nominated all seven years for this award. This David, is a more wide open category. David Marks is a six time nominee, but has never won, and he actually has the most nominations. Well, I read on won. the internet you're a big fan of his, a big supporter of his. Apparently. So. Um, <laughs> So we kid the council. We here this and Greg pointed this out. This is a tough category in a non-election. Well, we only had municipal elections this year. So our next category, of course, is Maryland Conservative Campaign of the Year. Now in election years, this is this is easier. Um, but when we didn't have a lot of elections, we do have campaigns for next year. Arguably, we've got some campaigns for twenty twenty two. Even you might you might argue so. What we'd like to what we'd like to recognize, in addition to our standing organizations and individuals on every level, we like to recognize campaigns because what's important. There's no point in having a movement if we can't get people elected. Getting people elected, getting political action done at the ballot box, Preach, brother, is what it's about. If we don't do that, we're just wasting our time here on the internet, which which we're not. We're actually trying to get people elected. So we want to recognize uh, conservative campaigns. That have been successful. So the nominees for Red Maryland 2019 Maryland Conservative Campaign of the Year are April Rose for Delegate, Change Maryland, Corinne Frank for Board of Ed, Jesse Peed for State Senate District 27, Kim Klasik. That Wait, what? That's an eligible? He's running again. She's running. Okay. All right. Maryland Republicans for Common Sense Cycling Laws. Mir Boda. Is that a thing? That's not a thing. As far as I know, it's a thing. Please put me on your mailing list. <laughs> Neil Parrott for Congress. Newton for Congress. Roxy and Debamadu. Sean Gesture for Salisbury City Council. Okay. Stop Kerwin Pack. Tim Faisenbaker for Congress. Right for Baltimore. Ineligible nominees are Donald Trump. Okay. Ed Amatetti. Who's not running for any office that I'm aware of? Right. Estev for Bal- Bowie City Council. Again, he's a Democrat now. Right. I don't know. Jimmy Braswell and his gang of fools. If they were running an electoral campaign, then the gang of fools would be out. Yeah, running your mouth doesn't count. Um, Kamala Harris. Maria Sophia, my favorite part of which is that they spelled Maria's last name wrong. How dare. 
N-A, none, none yet, but stay tuned. Say, what the hell does that mean? What it, okay, all right. Senator West, Steve Shu, there isn't one, Tony Campbell, Trump for president, right. and unknown. As you pointed out, Greg, right. it's kind of a tumbleweed situation here in elections like this one. I, I have a like hard time one. thinking that Roxy isn't a heavy favorite to win. Because you're talking about a winning campaign in this year. That's a pretty, that's, you know, as the criteria go, at least for me, that's pretty high up there. And now, though Maryland okay. Republicans for Common Sense Cycling Laws, <laughs> if that's a real thing, more, also we'll be getting serious consideration. Might have to do more me. research on that before yeah. we before we put the uh, put the voting active. Now, everybody's favorite award, or at least favorite award, because people like to bitch. Um, it's interesting. Some years we've gotten more pushback; other years we haven't. And it's and what's interesting is, as we'll see here, plenty of people were happy to nominate. <laughs> So there are a lot of people who get, and again, we just went through four or five categories that were rewarding positive things. But I think we have to be honest. There are people who are holding us back, who are doing injury to the cause. We ought to point out when people are doing bad things. Some folks don't believe in that. In 2019, I think there are a lot fewer than there were in the past. But the fact is there are a lot of people who are hurting us more than they're helping us. And that's what we can recognize and what we do with our least valuable conservative And again, this is where we reiterate this is your nomination. We didn't nominate. I didn't nominate this any is, of these people. And some of these nominations are stupid. I'll just, I'll just come out and say it. We would disagree with them, certainly. Yeah. The your nom- nominees for Red Maryland 2019 least valuable, Maryland least valuable conservative are Al Mendelson, Alex Bush, Andy Harris, Barry Glassman, Catalina Bird, Chris Chafee, David Anthony Wiggins. David Bossy, Dirk Hare, Dwight Patel, Eugene Craig, Gary Collins, Jim Crawford, John Leopold. Always a strong candidate. Johnny Ray Salling, Karen Leatherwood, Kathy Shalega, Kim Klasick. <laughs> Somebody just nominated her for everything. Pretty sure. Kirby DeLauder, former always, winner right there, strong. by the way. Corey Boone. Larry Hogan. Sure. <laughs> Liz Matori. Michael Steele. Nick Kipke. Nicolay Ambrose. Pat McDonough. Richard Rothschild. Rick Impolaria. Sam Ledoux. Warren Miller. And Wayne King. Okay. Ineligible nominees include all current oh, Maryland Republicans. Yeah. All current Maryland Republicans are are least valuable. Well, yeah. that's helpful. Conservative Inc. Brian Griffiths. <laughs> Dumbass. Couldn't agree with you more. I want to know where my money is if I'm part of Conservative Inc. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyone running conservative in Maryland is anything but least valuable. All are valuable. Okay. All right. Collins. I don't know what that means. Donald Trump. He's not from Maryland, guys. Right. Every conservative is valuable. We don't have enough in Maryland. I, I think that some of the names on this list really challenge that theory, so that's fine. I don't know. IDK, NA, not willing to slander conservatives. Okay. President Bonespurs and Stu Pittman, is not who a, is very not. unvaluable but is not a um, conservative. I want to point out here, 
Again, nobody has been nominated for this award seven times. But we do have a tie, believe okay. it or not, with five nominations uh, between Eugene Craig, John Leopold, Larry Hogan, and Pat McDonough. These are all people who have been nominated five times for right. the Red Maryland Least and Valuable And none of those award. people have ever won it. There you go. Well, it's very common that people who are nominated for the most for the most valuable conservative also for least. I mean, there are a lot of people who have people have very strong opinions pro or con about Larry Hogan's always been one of those guys. Mike Huff has always been one of those guys. So we always see a nomination. But the folks who end up winning it generally are people who have really stood out in the way of doing stupid things. Um, and I think you look at a guy like Rick Impleria, who uh, you know is suing other Republicans uh, this year in a rather disingenuous way, um, kind of makes a strong case, in my opinion. Let me put it this way. There are many contenders on that list. And, yeah, and a lot that. of people who I don't think belong on that list at all. Of course. But, you know, if you're saying, well, I don't want to slander conservatives. And you know what? Rick Impleria is a guy who I think deserves is not helping. It's not slander. If it's true. You know, when you're well, that's true. Um, but when you're suing people because they said things, they criticize you for getting arrested for DUI. I mean, you know, I mean, you're running for office and that's a legitimate thing. And said and done things that are not helpful. I yeah, I, th- I think we can do that. So, just to be, just be clear, there will be fan voting, reader voting on this. Yes. Okay? It'll start December 1st with the Red Maryland December poll. And can I it's just say one t- thing? Hold on. Let me, let me finish ahead, real quick. Go ahead. It's going to be tight, okay? It's only going to be about 10 days to vote. The writers uh, and, and, and editors here are going to get their you know, are going to get right. their, thi- get their crack at this, too. There's a percentage. It's a formula. All the shit will be posted on there uh, about how the scoring comes down, Okay. We'll announce the nom- the finalists, the five finalists, six right. if there's a tie, on the December 13th episode of Red Maryland Radio. We will announce the winners on the December 19th episode of Red Maryland Radio in our year in review. Yes, Greg, you had a point to make. Uh, the point is, and with the least valuable conservative, this is one area where the readers have disagreed with us, and it swayed things, and it's really surprised us. That's one where... Um, so we always we always note and pay attention to who the readers are voting for. Right. A lot of times it matches up. Sometimes it's different. It's different. And the least value conservative, we've been surprised. I'll say pleasantly in the past, frankly. <laughs> People we didn't put on that high on the list. The voters really had, the readers, you all, had really strong opinions about. And so. sometimes it's not because they weren't deserving. It's just because no, they, they were, weren't. They were very much deserving, but there was a great deal more vitriol within the voting public than amongst the editors. So this is the kind of feedback we love to have. Indeed. So now, we've gotten through all of that. Yes, thank you. But we still have to bring you the open-ended question, as Greg likes to call it. The comedy unloading zone. We just say, what do you want to tell us? I'll tell tell you what. Y'all, you brought it this month. Do we bring it? All right, well, let's get right Greg, why don't you start? I'll start. Actually, yeah, I'll start. I'll start. Why don't you start, then? Too many Republicans fall in line rather than stick to their values. Trump has redefined conservatism and republicanism and hardly anyone seems to care. Voters in 2016 damaged Anne Arundel County. I hope there is room in the party for those who have never supported Trump. Play FMK. Nope, I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Do you okay. know F what FMK is? I, I, I do, yeah. but if you want us to play that, give us some names and if you want to do that. Even if they wanted us to play it, I'd, that's dumb. It's almost turkey time. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Oh, we've had this debate. I mean, we've, we've talked about this so many times. No, just give people something. I'm a ham guy. 
I like ham. It's turkey, but it's no, not Thanksgiving without the stuffing. Stuffing, yes. Yeah. Agree. Stop Kerwin. Keep up the great job to make MD red. Thank you. What a joke the Republicans, except for President Trump, are. Until they learn to T.O.O. fight like the Democrats. Clever wordplay there. We will continue to lose ground. Donald Trump is, to use his own phrase, human scum. Let's Let's get get those two two together in a room. That's what I want to say. I'm looking forward to the Red Maryland Leadership Conference 2020. Conference.com. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Right for Baltimore is the only real choice. Right for Baltimore or more of the same. Robin will cut the state sales tax two cents. Sleepy Hollow has the headless horseman. We have the wealthy horseman. Guess that means Brian is Ichabod Crane. Don't give him any ideas, man. <laughs> we need to turn Baltimore around right for Baltimore. Dennis Melby for MCGOP first vice chair. Baltimore needs change right for you. We need change that makes sense right for Baltimore. Robin is the only one who will never support a tax increase. YR seems to be kicking ass these days. Long time coming. Congrats to those hardworking YRs who are win ele- winning elections and Boy, after four years of that idiot, uh, my the success, my my successor is Cherubin. Woo! They are kicking ass. It's awesome to see. Keep uh, keep grinding that axe, man. Uh, love the new thirty-minute format of the Conservative Refuge. Cutting-edge technology and good. Mu- hey, more coming. I know we've had a bit of a gap, but I'm trying to make it work. And thank you for that comment. Maryland Republicans are wrong to like Peter Francho. He is the worst kind of lying liberal and only has a good relationship with Hogan so that he can become governor. Let's stop cheering him on and support Republicans running for governor. You know what? I agree with that sentiment a lot. Uh, This is in quotations. Should Ambassador Lanto Malari be charged with war crimes for his collaboration with the Shadows, or should they give him a pass since at the very end he turned on the Shadows? I think that's some kind of sci-fi. Vote for the wazzy-wazzy. Trump... 2020. Right for Baltimore. Right is right for Baltimore. Baltimore needs right. Baltimore City needs a real leader. Shannon Wright is that leader. Just read it, folks. Catalina Bird equals racist. Read her Facebook post, hates white people, fake Republican. I don't know Miss Bird. I am not going to speak to the veracity of that, but it was a comment. Dennis Melby for first vice chair of the MCGOP. Right for Baltimore is the only choice to save our city. Right for Baltimore, for Baltimore. I'm just reading it. Just reading what is written. Right for Baltimore, 2020. Looking forward to seeing real conservative and not rhinos get elected. Right for Baltimore, Matori for seventh. Baltimore needs right. Red Maryland is not a conservative site. <laughs> not even conservative, Inc. I mean, give us that much. Hogan must pose. <laughs> I don't know what that means. From one of the wrestling podcasts. <laughs> and it's funnier in context when you realize it's not at all about Larry Hogan. Okay. All right. Hogan must pose. Tell us about your thoughts about the Chop Tank restaurant controversy. I think we talked Brian? about that last week, didn't Brian? we? Did we talk about that last week? Am I? We did. If it's the one you're thinking of in Baltimore. It, it is. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. We did. Go back and listen. It's, it's yeah. still timely. Shannon Wright. Which show is better? NXT or Dynamite? Uh, this is your crowd. This is your. This crown. is definitely my people. Yes. Do you do you want to give an answer? I like them both. I'm missing both of them right now to do this show. I put NXT a little higher. Well, you can tape it That's or all. something. You can find me in catering. It's another wrestling thing. Good grief. 
Frederick Sheriff for Congress. So they must be real big fans of mine. <laughs> Brian, uh, oh, this looks good. Brian Murphy slash Charles Lawler, Governor, Lieutenant Governor, 2022. David Wallace for U.S. Senate 2022. Matthew Kalzik for D-League. I think they mean delegate. District 10. You know, these are great ideas. <laughs> One more implementable than the next. I don't know how to get involved. Solving gerrymandering is very important. Republicans in Maryland need to express their policies better. They get drowned out by this liberal state and its liberal MSM. Well, that's why we're trying to do what we do. So share with share what we're doing here. We needs, just reading it the way it's written, folks, we needs less lefty Larry Rhinos and more Trump support. We needs it, Brian. Support Kim Klasick. She needs all hands on deck. I'm the 7th District. I've never seen a conservative make such inraids in West Baltimore. In- Maybe inraids is what needs to be done. I don't know. The, this won't happen without the grassroots effort. They know Kim in those neighborhoods. Now is the time. The autumn wind is a raider. Yeah. The African-American vote is ready to flip to Republican. Boyd Rutherford should be front and center. Conservatives are not even known in Maryland. The only reason I know of Kim is BC of social media. Food for thought. Food for thought, indeed. Republicans need to run a credible, electable candidate in every race. Here, here. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Easier said than done, and they need a lot of help to be electable. Credible, they can bring to the table. Why does Brian hate the 2019 World Series champion Washington Nationals? Yeah. yeah. Further, why is there little acknowledgement of professional sports in Maryland outside of the greater Baltimore market writ large? There are red Marylanders in the D.C. suburb counties, you know. P.S. No need to acknowledge the Landover Redskins. We get it. Okay, well, what professional sports teams are there in Maryland other than the Skins? Well, you mean outside of Baltimore, you mean? Well, let's see. I said in Maryland. In Maryland? Well, there's the Orioles and the Ravens, obviously. Right. And then you have the Chesapeake Bayhawks, and then the Frederick No, no, no. No, I'm talking about major. They're talking about. No, there aren't any. No, there's three professional sports teams. Why do you hate the Nationals? Why do you hate the Nationals? Because it's a Mickey Mouse organization. They they keep suing the Orioles. They keep reneging on the deal they made with the Orioles regarding Masson. They keep reneging on their deals um, with... Um, you know, that they made with, with Major League Baseball. They want more money. They want to drain the Orioles dry. Most of their fan base are bandwagoners, swamp people. Um, you know, if, if, if How you, do you root, really feel? If you root for the Nationals, you root for the swamp. <laughs> That's Brian Griffith saying that. Uh, go Trump. Hogan is a rhino, but you knew that. <laughs> Impolaria is an embarrassment. Here, right. Here. For Baltimore. Jack's got to go. Right for Baltimore. We need Shannon. Baltimore needs right. Baltimore needs better. Maturi, right. Baltimore for no, be- better for Baltimore, right? Classic. See what they did there? We need change for Baltimore. Vote right. Baltimore needs right. We need right for B more. Baltimore needs right. What the hell happened? I don't, I don't know. Why is this happening? I don't know. Right for Baltimore. Uh, Right for Baltimore. Why does Brian hate Protestants so much? Shouldn't Christians stick together? You know what? Hell of a question. I don't hate Hell of Protestants. A it's a gimmick, people. I just like to that's bust one of, Greg's that's balls one of your K-pop things. That you just yes, it's a K-pop thing. Yeah, I get it. No, it's a, it's a joke, people. I was remember my family in my family's ancestors are Baptist. Okay, I like how you think that helped. 
be more Look, needs. Now Osteen sucks. That's a whole different act. He's not even he's not even a preacher anyway. He doesn't preach religion. He just preaches money. Okay. Um B more needs Hawkins slash right. <laughs> Chesapeake Brewing in Annapolis is your one stop launch for any Republican events. Happy Thanksgiving. Shannon Wright for mayor of Baltimore 2020. And Baltimore City needs to be saved from the evil Democratic oppressors. Shannon Wright is the only Republican candidate for mayor that can free the people. Hit the road, Jack Young. Let my people go. That's not. Wow. Just reading. It. <laughs> Baltimore needs Hawkins Wright. Classic Wright for Baltimore. And last but not least, Wright for Baltimore. There you, go. you brought your A game this month, people. I'm happy to see. Thank it. you. All of this will be posted on questions Red that need to be answered. Maryland.com. Let's wrap yes, it up. It's always posted. We always post yeah. it. Always let's, post it. Let's, let's wrap, wrap up. up. Thank you, everybody, for listening and slash watching tonight. Uh, we got through a lot of content tonight, and we are just going to go wrap up. Again, redmarylandconference.com. Please buy your tickets. Time is running yes. out. We want to make sure that everybody who wants a ticket can get a ticket. So go to redmarylandconference.com and buy your tickets. Of course, become a patron, patreon.com slash redmaryland. You get exclusive Red Maryland patron content like the history of Red Maryland. There'll be another show dropping next week. Look forward to putting that out there. Those shows are fun to tape. We got a whole, yeah. we got dozens of these things planned uh, that we're we going to tape They're for fun you. shows. So, um, but you can only get it right now. Becoming a patron, patreon.com slash Red Maryland. Little as a dollar a month, which Stay helps tuned us out. to the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Subscribe there. You can have our, our newsletter delivered to you. You can also subscribe to have Red Maryland podcasts audibly downloaded the device of your choice or just search whatever pod app that you are using. Correct. And have, uh, have the shows come directly to your phone. Of course, we are on social media. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Red Maryland. We are on Instagram at Red Maryland. We are on Twitter at Red Maryland. Please invite your friends, family, neighbor, colleagues, coworkers, co-religious, in-laws, outlaws everybody you know to like red maryland to share our stories and our shows with them in uh, on your facebook wall in all the facebook groups you can get a hand of share it on linkedin share it on next door share it on napster share it on friendster whatever and uh, make sure that you are spreading the good news of red Maryland. if you can't support us with a financial contribution through patreon this is a great way to do it to have people know more about what we're doing here at Red Maryland is stuff yes. that we are reporting on. You can contact us at any time, redmaryland at gmail.com. Uh, you can email us, good old-fashioned electronic mail. That's right. We read everything. Even if it's conspiratorial stuff, we read it. Even Sometimes if, that's the most fun to Even read. if you try to sell us educational materials and I open them up and notice three typos immediately. Well, that was the intern working on that day. Come on. Um, Come on. I'm going to mock you, but I'm going to read it, you know. We are ready to believe you. <laughs> Redmaryland at gmail.com. And, of course, the Red Maryland Talk or Text Line, 410-205-4875. What's that number? 410-205-4875. And we will feature your comments on a future Red Maryland Network program. Greg, Perhaps any you want to leave thoughts? us a message about your Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theories. We are ready to believe you. Any final thoughts, Greg? Thanks to everybody who participated in the poll and our nominations for the Red Maryland Awards. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We'll, we'll be in best of next week, and we hope you have a wonderful time, and we'll see you in uh, December. Thanks for listening. Indeed. For everybody here at the network, happy Thanksgiving. You have been listening to Red Maryland Radio at the Red Maryland Network. Oh, radio, tell me everything you know. I like to sing with the radio.